0: And we're back. MMA Log Talk episode 21, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe 22. Appreciate everybody that's been sticking around since the jump. Hoping that I don't have any further mic issues. Uh, as was the case over the la- uh, with the last episode that I did last week. So if anybody does... Notice some sound issues Please let your boy know So that I can nip it in the butt By the way the You know the term nip it in the bud Is actually nip it in the bud And not "not in the butt I, For some reason I always thought it was nip it in the butt But you know a couple A uh, couple months ago I remember seeing somebody uh, Talked about it And uh, And they said it's actually comes from the it comes from the, the saying nip it in the bud in terms of like flowers or something where you get in the bud before uh, it gets to the rest of the flower. So, yeah, something I learned a couple months ago. <laughs> but yes, please let me know if there is any mic issues throughout the stream. I'll try to keep up with the live chat as much as, as, much as possible. As you guys know, I'll be around for the hour or so. I'll be hopping off around 5, 10 or something, but wanted to just, uh, hang out with you guys and, and kick it, uh, as usual. Black Dem three saying too much butt talk. All right. The, the first thing I wanted to get to before we even get into the live chat here or anything about that is in regards to the dog of the night challenge. So. I am more than likely going to be making the current edition of the uh, Dog of the Night Challenge, which is wrapping up, I believe, with this upcoming event. This will be the last edition of it. Um, The Lock of the Night Challenge, which um, will continue going until the end of the year, uh, I'm hoping to keep that one alive. The main issue here being I'm I'm getting really screwed over by my, uh, my whole PayPal situation in this spot. Um, there are a couple guys that I still need to pay out for uh, the past dog of the night challenge. And I'm unable to due to the restrictions that are laid out in my PayPal account right now. Over the past three years, maybe four years since I've been doing the whole lock of the night challenge thing, I've had hundreds and hundreds of people, you know, send in entry fees. And, you know, uh, I'd say maybe in the 30s, 40s, maybe even 50s of people in terms of money that i've sent out in terms of winnings and that entire time there's been a grand total of four guys i have not been able to pay out and that's coming from the most recent ones and that's what paypal really screw me over now um i have shown a trusted uh person within the space my paypal balance just so they know that the money is there and that i'm not running anywhere or trying to pull off some sort, of, some sort of like sleazy scam or anything like that. That is not the intention whatsoever. I have pushed, I have pushed, uh, you know, the the guys that are waiting for their payouts uh, a little bit too far. And I understand that. And uh, it sucks that it got to that point, but I am looking at, uh, you know, I pretty much exhausted the majority of my options now in terms of getting these guys paid out. I have, you know, Gone to a last resort in terms of hoping that somebody can be the middleman and I trust this person as they trust me to be able to do this in a timely manner. So I'm hoping to get that fixed up. But the reason I want to discontinue the dog of the night challenge is to shorten the amount or lessen the amount of money that I have coming in and out compared to the money that I already have coming in and out from the places that I get paid out from, right? the patreon the the tape index the uh well my google ad revenue goes straight to my bank account so that's not an issue um the countless outlets that I work for as well you know all of that money usually comes into the paypal account and I've had my account frozen a couple times due to these numerous amounts of uh transactions going in and out of my account um so I need to get that sorted out and I'm hoping with the less you know, the less amount that is coming in now f- because of the Dog of the Night Challenge, that will help alleviate the situation, um, especially in preparation for the payouts that are going to be coming at the end of the year. If I get that figured out and if, you know, PayPal finally opens up my limits and all that stuff, um, then I'll look to continue the Lock of the Night Challenge, just the Lock of the Night Challenge, not the Dog of the Night Challenge. Because that will automatically be a little bit too much there. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to to state that out there. There, you know, there are some unhappy people, and rightfully so. But I want to make sure that I nip this in the bud before it becomes a bigger issue than than it is. I mean, I am not that guy that's going to block my account or go private or block people or something like that and run away. I have worked far too hard over the last five years to build what I have to make that be the reason that this all comes crashing down you know i mean i don't want my integrity to be questioned because of that either and i really didn't expect the lock the night and dog night challenge to get as big as they have over the last year or so to the point that paypal is starting to crack down on it and i do want to give a shout out to one of my guys that kind of warned me about it at the beginning you know i'd say the quarter point of this year um you know uh that PayPal was trying to crack down on this stuff. And I was like, you know, I, I'm sure there are people that are way too, uh, you know, putting way too much money into this. And those people are probably the ones getting, you know, uh, limited and those ones getting restricted. Uh, and I didn't think, you know, the t- thousands or tens of thousands uh, that go in and out of my account on a monthly basis um, would kind of show up on the radar, but it seems like it did. And this dates all the way back to April. So back, you know, I've been having back and forth with PayPal, uh, having instances where I'm able to send out you know, over $1,000, having instances where I'm limited to even $250. And all of this with me trying to take money out to fund my own bank account as well, You know, staying on top of my bills and all this other shit that I got to stay on top of as well. Being able to transfer money out is even becoming an issue at this point, which uh, really, really sucks. So I prefer to address it before anything starts to get spread around or people start to talk and try to make this a bigger deal than it is. I am not going anywhere. I'm not running away with anybody's money. Money will be paid out to these people as soon as possible. I have looked to a middleman at this point in time to try to rectify it ASAP while even getting back that person's money uh, over the next couple uh, weeks or so as well. So as you guys can tell, it's taken a little bit of a toll on me over the last 24 hours or so, but Um, I just don't want that to be the reason, uh, to, to have this blow up essentially. So appreciate the people that have been standing up for me to this point, because as I've said at the top of this, there are tens of, you know, maybe even 50 people that I've, uh, that I've paid out on time right away before all this shenanigans went down. So it's not like I've, this lock of the night, dog of the night challenge thing has been a scheme over the last five years to. Suck people drive their money in a, in a different way. I got way I got so many different revenue streams. That I don't need that that type of scheme to make money. You know, what I mean that is not the, the point at all in this. So <sighs> need to let that out. Let you guys know what's going on. But uh, I'm trying to rectify the situation, asap. But with this being said, uh the Dog of the Night Challenge, the, the one that ends with this coming weekend's card, will be the last of its kind. Lock the Night Challenge tbd but that one's not uh restarting until the end of the year anyway so no dog and i challenge after this weekend appreciate everybody that's been taking part of it um you know since its inception but it's becoming far too much of a headache to uh to to continue doing at this point in time especially to the point where it might end up tarnishing my name or my legacy or something like that so i want to get it out there i want to address it right off the bat um yeah Hopefully this thing works itself out sooner than later so I don't have to fucking stress out and and lose sleep over this shit, essentially. And I do want to sincerely apologize to the guys that are involved that are waiting for it as well. All right. Not only that, but obviously as uh, my guy, Don't Tap Podcast and Sansons Boulevard are talking about here, RIP Elias Theodore. That was another thing that kind of caught me out of left field yesterday yesterday you know, hearing about the news. I had somebody DM me about it um, and I didn't think it was true. And then I saw, you know, Cody tweeted about it uh, and then it just started blowing up after that. I think Aaron Bronstetter reached out to the, to his manager or former manager and tried to confirm it as well. But yes, it is true. Elias Theodoro, unfortunately, passed away last yesterday due to cancer that he was battling privately. Um, not many people knew about it. Not many people even spoke about it, um, which is why this is even more devastating because you know it, it just came out of left field. You know, it, it truly came out of left field and nobody expected it to go down the way that it did. Um so my heart hurts for many reasons today, but a lot of it due to um Elias and and losing that guy. Um he used to train, you know, a part of the training camp that I used to do was at a gym that I used to uh work at, uh Grand's MMA, which is now known as uh um and now it's um and now it's called, sorry, I'm just so flustered by everything, but uh yeah. Used to uh now it was called Grants. I used to work on it when it used to be called Grants, but I, leave, I believe right now it's called Rival Boxing, uh, and, and and mixed martial arts Toronto or something like that. Uh, don't have podcasts. Knows RG as well. Interesting. Are you a fellow Toronto guy? I didn't know. For some reason, I thought you got you uh, you guys were out there in Ireland. I yeah, sure so you guys have like Irish names or something. But uh, yeah, RG is my boy. You know, I mean, RG is is. Uh, a guy that I very much look up to and he was one of Elias's coaches during Elias's run and uh, Elias did a lot of good things for the gym, man, you know, coming and training with the guys, obviously. And uh, he even um, don't have podcasts and good friends with uh, Stout. Yeah. Shout out to the Blackhawk as well. You know, I've helped out Stout a bunch as well in terms of uh, medicals and all that stuff. He was one of the guys that I was helping look after when I was working at grants as well. Um, but uh, yeah, no, Elias did a lot for the gym. You know, one of the things that he did was uh, we did this sort of initiative giving back to the community by just Elias providing a, a training camp, a day where he like put people through a training camp just for fun, just to raise awareness and try to, you know, um, do something good for the community. Not many people showed up, you know, because it wasn't really when he was the the most famous or anything like that. But, you know, he took time out of his day to do stuff for the gym and and do stuff for the community. And obviously, as you guys know, he did a lot for the uh, cannabis control and, and all that stuff, but man, um, yeah, crazy, uh, crazy when you, when things like this happen, and similar to the the Chadwick Bozeman thing that happened, um, I think it's been at least a year or so since he passed away. But you know, he battled cancer by himself. You know, he didn't uh, he didn't publicize it. He didn't want to show any weakness. He didn't want people to feel sorry for him. And I think that's kind of what Elias was going through as well. You know, from what I heard, it it happened pretty much quickly. Like it happened. You know, it all happened so fast that maybe if it was a longer battle, he probably would have shared something. But from what I heard, he only told a select few of people and didn't want it to get out either. So, very unfortunate what he had to go through. Um, you know, especially in the dark, like the way that it happened. So, RIP to Elias Theodoru. You know the the picture that I posted on uh, on Twitter of me with him and 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 Chris Weidman. Um, that was from nine years ago almost nine years to the date actually that was during the fight week of ufc 265 or sorry uh 165 which was john jones against alexander gustafson uh in toronto you know the the first fight which would turn out to be an absolute war but uh we had a media hospitality event at fight network which is based out of here in toronto and uh you know i was working with the the owner of the gym who actually had an office inside the fight network and he invited me to come in and and you know, party it up as well. Um, it was a fun time, you know, open bar, uh, a lot of celebrities there. Uh, I remember Phil Davis being there, Sean Shelby. I have a picture with Sean Shelby as well. Um, Joe Silva, Gareth Davies, Ariel Hawani, um, Elias, Chris Weidman. You know, there are a lot of names that were in town because of the UFC, but then ended up coming to this Fight Network party just to to enjoy themselves and have fun. So, Fun, fun time. I got completely shit-faced that night, I remember. But one of the pictures I was able to snag was, uh, you know, Elias parading around with the regional belts that he had. Um, you know, funny. Um, he knew the matchmakers were going to be there. So he started parading around with his belts just to kind of, you know, be noticed and be that guy, right? Like, he is uh, He is full of life, and he really wanted to be noticed by a lot of guys. Um. So, yeah, him bringing that belt was hilarious. And then I think shortly thereafter, he ended up getting signed to the Ultimate Fighter Nations, where it was uh, Team Canada versus Team Australia. And then we obviously know he went on to win that entire thing. Uh, decent career. Obviously, ended up getting cut at the near end of it. Um, but yeah, very shitty situation there. So, RIP to Elias. Provided plenty of fun memories. Did a lot for the MMA industry that people may not even know about, but, uh, it's, it's good when you have people talking about you in this way. Like, uh, even as my guy, Jared Curry says here, uh, every story I've heard about Elias over the past few hours has been nothing but positive and filled with how great of a guy he was. Heart goes out to everyone. Exactly. So it is I haven't seen one bad story about the guy you know I mean since this whole thing happened and obviously nobody's really going to be that guy to come out and talk shit about him especially after the guy just passed away but uh, the amount of stories and the the people that they're coming from should further let you guys know um what he went through All right now we now that we got the the tough stuff out of the way Let's get into some of these comments here. I don't want to touch too much further on, you know, the the things that we are already spoken about. So let's try to get this back to a a little bit more of a cheery podcast, a little bit more of a, let's talk about what's coming up. And one of the things that is coming up is the contender series, um, which honestly I have not been able to look into as of yet. That is what my intention is. Uh, After I hop off this podcast, I'm going to to finish uh, updating the dog of the night challenge for the $100 pool um, And after I do that, I'm going to get into the tape starting for the contender series, and then hopefully I can find another contender series angle that I can take advantage of and, uh, you know, continue this crazy contender series run that I'm on as well. Tristan Sherhouse in the chat, appreciate you stopping by, asking, what do you think about Chmaav's coach coming out and saying Chmaav quit on the scale? Uh, apparently it was him and his coaches that said uh, that – um that he stopped cutting weight himself. It wasn't the physicians. It wasn't the uh, the doctors, as Dana was saying, right? Which just makes you wonder, like... I'm not saying there's some conspiracy theory here or anything like that, but I think that Dana was trying to protect the image of um, Chemaev by continuing to make him this, like crazy undefeated guy and he wants to hold on to him because he knows that he might be his potential cash cow in the future. So I think he just made up some of this stuff in terms of, you know, the doctors told him to stop, um, to try to bail him out of a bad situation. So I I do think that it was Shumayev and his team that told him to stop cutting weight, but I think it was Dana trying to smooth it over so that his reputation doesn't take as much of a damage and that Dana can still remain in the good graces with him to uh keep pumping him up blackton is saying shout out to your aldana ko prop it was a sweat it was definitely a sweat shout out to macy cast for making that a lot more competitive than i thought she'd be able to i was impressed with aldana's ability to scramble and get out of bad positions you know getting out of that back control position that she found herself in round two was difficult but i felt as though that the position that she was in in that third round she would have eventually scrambled her way back to her feet and made it a little bit more live but you know, again, I don't want to call it luck or anything like that, but she was able to get that finish. Uh, very surprisingly, true shot saying is I was virtually tearing up my ticket when I hit the mat. Yeah, surprised that it it got to that point. Mister Always Profit saying luck or not, she deserved to win. People forget it looked like a clear tap in round one. Yes, that did look like a tap. True shot saying, agreed, and the weight thing pisses me off. Yeah, I'm surprised Aldana was okay with letting it be a 140-pound weight class rather than just letting Kiesal all miss weight and just take care of money. You know what I mean? That's how it should have been. I guess Aldana is too good. True shot saying, forced Aldana to take the fight because she likely needed the money. Uh, again, I think Aldana should have just sit back and uh, and let her miss weight and take in her percentage. Isaiah saying Lee Raw, bad D routes, not complaining. Can you guys tell that I don't really sleep much? Um yeah, no, uh Lee, you know, uh, bad bounces sometimes go your way, sometimes they don't go your way. Last night or yesterday. Sorry, Saturday didn't go my way. I mean, eventually I am going to be on that other side of the split decision. I'm going to be happy. Like, I guess we can already talk about the, the Martin Budai decision that I got a couple weeks ago. Sketchy, but I ended up on the right side there, right? Like the right side by, by catching my ticket, essentially. The, this past weekend, I, I wasn't on the right side. You know what I mean, D-Rod did enough to make two of the three judges believe that he won that fight. That's what happens. That's the MMA game. So... What I'm happy about is being able to call a plus 140ish underdog and having the fight be as close as it is. If I can continue to call spots like that, like I have been during this, you know, six month run that I've been on, um, yeah. I also want to say, you know, in regards to the thing that I talked about at the top of the show, if you know, if I was running away with money or anything like that, and and making my own bets based off on, I'd be, I'm killing it <laughs> based off the bets that I'm making. So it's not like I'm uh, losing people's money to try to make up for it or anything like that. That is not the case whatsoever. Uh, Robot Chicken Wing saying she should go to the LFA if she can't beat, couldn't beat this version of Aldana. There's a chance that she might get cut. You know I mean, she she did beat Norma Dumont last time around, but she's making it more and more difficult for her to, her to be trustworthy with the weight misses that she consistently has, and then the, abil- like, the fact that she keeps saying, okay, I want to do a 140-pound catchweight. No. You know, it's 135 and 145. Nicholas Lee asking, what's up, y'all? How are we feeling about Monday Night Football and tomorrow's contender series? Like I said, no contender series for me on that side. Um just gonna scroll through a couple of these um questions here just to kind of catch up. Uh, Tristan does saying, asking why PayPal restricts people, true as government. Uh, it also has to, Mr. Always Profit saying, because they want you to want to make you pay taxes. I think that that's ultimately what it is at the end of the day. But, you know, with the volume of transactions that I've had in my account over the last three years, I'm sure there's some sort of red flag that eventually went up to them thinking that, hey, this guy might be doing something fishy around here. And I've been able to talk my way out of it uh, with PayPal over the last couple months. But, I am really pushing my luck, I believe. Uh, Bad News Bandit saying, hey, love your content. What's your record from Saturday? Did you win? I came out with a 0.2 unit of profit. (laughs) Uh, So not a big winning event, not a losing event, just a very small bit of profit that I was able to make. I think I went two and three on bets, but the two bets that I had were big enough to cover any of the losses that I had. So it's weird calling it a W, even though I won point two units there, but it is a win at the end of the day. Lajon Dream saying, latest shape, but we here appreciate it as always as well. Jed Curry saying the video KS posted on Twitter got me. I didn't watch it yet. Interested to watch it, though. Uh, wait, what? Don't tap out, guessing active shooter was in Peel now in Hamilton. What? There's an active shooter? This to me. This is ridiculous. Wow. Be on the lookout for a stolen vehicle. You can tell it's stolen because it looks stolen and it has stolen written on the side of it. No. Um. Wow. Condon wanted me to the shooting occurred this afternoon. There's a guy going around just shooting folks in my area. What the fuck? This is insane. I'm sure my phone is about to go off with some sort of uh, alert as well. What the fuck? This is insane. What is going on with this world? Holy shit. Sansons Boulevard saying, I'm working, join lock, talking to the drill. Appreciate the love, my friend. Aaron saying, Barnett hit for me at plus 50 by KO. It's unfortunate the Queen won't be able to see this unprecedented title run. I know my guy Aaron was on that Barnett train all week. Shout out to him for cashing that. Good luck, my friend. Or good shit, my friend. Juice Better asking for my early thoughts on Bass Ride and Gravely. Uh, haven't taped it yet. But i got to go back and look at Basharat's takedown defense personally. I don't recall how good it is, but if he can keep this fight standing, he's likely the better striker. Asher Quinn saying the amount that Dana was able to keep his head compared to the past is very interesting to me. He was nowhere near as much of a tomato as we expected exactly. Very weird. Sanson saying Hamza coach said his body is having trouble make weight ever since COVID. Said he was getting muscle spasms, shaking, and vomiting, and coach told him to stop. Well, I guess he's going to one hundred and eighty-five pounds. Boop saying is it true Chima got paid two million for his two seventy-nine fight? That seems insanely high. I wouldn't count it out. Um, I'd say closer to a million probably than two million, but uh, two million sounds crazy. Grayson, I read that Hamza didn't lose any of his purse because he ended up making way for the catch weight of 180 Kobe Bushman, that would be something yes that would mean they would need to draw up a different contract right so I'm, sure, I'm assuming they they um they uh they drew up a new contract from would it be two million though I don't know if it would be two million Padre's saying our Daniel Wolf's boxing accolades as fraudulent as Pameleki's like Muay Thai. She looked like she aggressed even from contender series and her striking accuracy is abysmal. Um, I wouldn't say they're fraudulent, like they're there. Like you can go to box and see what her record is, but I just I think that her boxing was being overhyped, even going into the contender series. I don't know the hard on that that Dana had with her, you know, going into the contender series and even giving her a shot at the age that she was, but like. She has a legitimate boxing background, but, like, how good is she? Maybe not the greatest, right? Maybe what a 30 and 14 in boxing would actually indicate. But, yeah, Norma Dumont was touching her up. Did not expect that, personally. Paizo uh, saying, sorry, Corey was saying, Gravely going to be too strong for Bashrat. Maybe was saying thoughts on Juicy J's performance. was very impressed watching it live. Seemed like his best performance to date. Yeah, uh, very impressive for sure. You know, so I was surprised that uh, Hakeem had as much issues as he did there, you know, and especially getting rocked as much as he did. And it seemed like Juicy J just gave him no respect, which is why he was able to go in there and just do what the fuck he did. You know, throw big shots, stay mobile, and stay on the outside. And even though his hands are down for the majority of the time, Hakeem just didn't have the... Confidence to go out there and try to capitalize on that. So, shout out to Juicy J. Shout out to Julian Rosa. Big, big win for him there. Tammy Guthrie saying, You didn't lose no money. I did not. It was a very small, um, very small profit there. Prison Mike saying, But he did lose one versus one against Prison Mike. Maybe I did. <laughs> Love you, prison Mike. Jared Cray stay safe, man. Do what you need to. Yes. Robert Challising, be safe. Milan Hermes, I'm from Saga, Wagon. Apparently there's something going on, my friend. Uh luckily I'm not going out. I gotta I gotta hit up my wife to make sure she doesn't go out and do anything stupid or well. I know she won't do anything stupid, but I just mean don't go out if she doesn't need to. She finishes work in about 20 minutes, so hopefully she can come straight home. Justin saying, do you live in Canada or Cali? I live in Canada, my friend. Things like this do not happen. Be safe, flock. I got you, my friend. Appreciate it. Uh, Tristan saying, I don't like government sending me those texts. I don't like the government accessing my phone. For, for shit like this, okay, I don't mind it. Like missing Amber Alerts and stuff, I don't mind that stuff. But anything past that would be crazy. Drew saying, well, wow, can we just have a normal Monday? We cannot. True shot saying, your leader needing, needed a shooting so he could ban guns. We pretty much already have them under control, in my opinion. Sanson saying thoughts on your boy be at plus 130 against Fluffy. Uh, I lean Fluffy there, man. I know that there's going to be some love for Barrio, but I think that Fluffy is the better technical fighter here. Um, as we saw, you know, w- when he's at his best, he looks like his last fight when he went up against um, who the fuck did he put through the ringer? It was a short notice guy, but he just fucked him up. Um yeah, I think Fluffy's gonna be too much for MAB. Prison Mike saying, I love the cover man accessing my phone. Who gives a fuck? The porno watch is banging. There you go. Juice better saying MAB is a dog. Tammy Gucci saying, Did they just have a shootout in Canada? I usually don't hear that north of the border. Uh, there was something. Well, the two biggest thing that I can remember in terms of like violence-related stuff or mass killings of people. There was uh, a guy in Saskatchewan, him and his brother were going around just stabbing folks and just killing them for whatever fucking reason. I think they killed a total of like 10 or 11 people on like some Indian native reserves uh, in Saskatchewan. They eventually caught him, but he uh, died from uh, medical stress or some shit like that. I'm sure they probably killed him, but that was one thing that happened last week. Um, And then a year or two ago, just around COVID time, uh, there was a guy in Newfoundland, like somewhere in the Maritimes that was just going around and shooting people. You know, he was a dentist and he uh, had this fascination with the Ontario or sorry, the the RCMP, which is like the the federal uh, police agency um, up here in Canada. And he would, you know, get decals and and deck out a car looking like an RCMP car, um, get a uniform, all that type of stuff. And he would just go around disguised as a cop and just shooting people, you know, even killed a couple of cops as well, because cops thought, you know, initially right off the bat, they thought he was one of them. And then he just turned a gun on them and started killing them. So. That those are the two things I've ever heard of. In regards to this, I hopefully, you know, I think there's been two people shot so far in, in the area close to me. I'm hoping that it's no more than that. Asher saying Hamza wasn't fine for weight miss. That is true. Robert's saying he wasn't fine because it was planned. Well, they made up a totally different uh they made up a totally different contract for that true shot saying hard on that's what Dana had of course Jared Gray saying I want one more wolf fight just to get another fade in I don't know who they'll make her fight Asher saying do you find it interesting that some people still aren't fully on the Hamza train I vow to never bet him again but the way some people talk about him I might have to play his money line uh, for I need him to go out there and beat you know the, the Gilbert Burns one was enough for me personally but I always say this Colby and Usman are like Completely different from the rest of that division. If he beats one of those guys, he will completely have my my blessing and my 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 acceptance, my stamp of approval. Ilan Hermes saying you called Julian Rosa though. Um, I did not call him. Um, I did say that you know it's hard to trust Uwadu as a minus two hundred favorite, considering how close his fights are. So I didn't bet on him. Nor did I bet on Julian Rosa, so I wouldn't say I called him per se. True shots saying Macy versus Wolf at 170. I like it. Justin saying she looked good, Wolf like a Lamborghini with such shitty engine. He got excited when he brought Wolf take tic- Wolf dinner took her out one time and she broke. Yeah. Don't stop podcasting. They're here now. Oh, they're here in Hamilton. Fuck. Oh, uh, that's fucked up. I hope everybody stays safe. Madara of saying Kobe Covington's luck of the week was Zaltana. <laughs> Kobe knows something. No, I'm playing. Uh, Jerry Gray saying it's early in the week, but all I'll say is if the Beverly Hills Ninja is taking you down, Fluffy is definitely going to take note of that. Fluffy going to Fluffy. Corey Heap was saying he was all on Hakeem. I said Hakeem should win. I did not bet Hakeem, though. I knew better than to lay minus 200 on Hakeem Dawadu considering how close his fights could be. True shot saying, I bet Fluffy. I don't mind that. Jared Curry saying, Josh Fremd. Yes, Josh Fremd was the one guy that beat. Thank you. Justin Crookshank saying, it was a Newfoundland. news. Nova Scotia. Apologies. I always get the Maritimes mixed up somewhere over there. Uh, Matter of saying, let's keep it positive. If I want to hear about this stuff, I'd watch local news. No offense. You are right. You are correct about that. All I'll say about it, hope everybody stays safe. If you are in the Hamilton or Mississauga region or anything like that, just stay inside. Don't go out and about. Uh saying, and you saying, that is exactly why I will continue to bet Just despite vowing to better, never bet on him again. <laughs> All right, perfect. It looks like the situation has come to an end. Thank you. Uh Ashwin saying, Where do you cap? Kobe, Usman versus Hamzats, Hamza solid favorite. I'd make them closer to a pick them personally. I'd make those fights pick them and let the public take where they want to go. You know, if you give me solid plus money on Usman or Colby, I would likely take the solid plus money there. If it's a close line, like minus 120, minus 130 then I'd have to look into a little bit deeper, but be one of those two guys and Hamza will have my stamp of approval. Asher saying he played Hamza minus 200. No hesitation, man. Things will get iffy. If that, if that fight gets prolonged, that's all I gotta say. Walla, walla dose in the chat. Appreciate that. My friend, um, Justin Villegas really saying, sorry, Lock of the Night. One day I will own a dictionary and learn to type better. I spent all my good years in typing class, making fun of people. Now I can't type. I'll always show you love, my friend. Always, always, always. Josh, saying, Lock, how was the one strike? Hamza throw not a significant strike if it was on the ground. Um, I don't know. Like, it's so weird the, what they count as significant strikes and what they don't. Crazy. Mike saying, you didn't bet Hakeem at minus 200, but you took 38-year-old Tony Ferguson on four-fight losing streak coming off Jefferson KO within four months ago. True, but he was against Nate Diaz that didn't have knockout power, and it was at minus 115 rather than minus 200. Uh, I really thought that the, the style of Ferguson would be too much for Nate Diaz, but it wasn't. We're talking about Nate Diaz here, not, you know... <clears throat> Not fucking the four guys that Tony Ferguson was fighting over his four fight losing streak. Nate Diaz is a tremendous step down, in my opinion, from those guys. And he didn't have the knockout capability, in my opinion. I will say this, though. I was surprised that Nate Diaz didn't even have a cut on him in that fight. You know, the whole thing since that fight got made was like, it's going to be hilarious when Tony just blows on him and he'll start cutting, or or, sorry, he'll start bleeding all over the place. It was Tony Ferguson that ended up bleeding all over the place so uh yeah not a good read on my part but it was a mon- minus 115 shot that i took for 1.15 units i'm okay with losing a bet like that i would not be okay losing a two to four unit bet on hakim Duwadu, knowing how close his fights normally go there's someone becky asking sanhagen or yudong i lean sanhagen but i still need to tape it myself Uh, Trashcoin saying, yep, I'll be betting Hamza in the future in this case. We'll see. Prison Mike call me a snake. What? No. My, you're my boy. <laughs> I hope I didn't lose you, my friend. Uh, I did too. I had the doctor's stoppage prop plus 500. No blood on Nate's face. Yeah. Crazy. Lajon Dream saying Nate with a sub at pretty much 209 was wild. Yes, that was crazy. Paezo saying McMahon, uh, a trap versus Aspen Ladd. Think she should be the favorite. I rate a win versus Rosa pretty highly. It's so hard to cap Aspen Ladd fights, though. Honestly. Like, we don't know what we're getting with her. Sometimes she goes in and she smashes chicks. Sometimes she just stays on the outside and is okay. Um, I'm not touching that fight, period. I'm being honest. Um... Yeah, I'm not I'm not touching other side there. You know, after I tape it, maybe I'll try to find something. But Aspen Lad being the big wild card there, I'm okay. Jerry Craig is saying you did not bet situation A, yet you bet situation yet you bet a completely different situation B. Fascinating. <laughs> Correct. That's what this space is all about, my friend. Uh, okay. Looks like we got a little bit of a spam on the Twitch stream there. Nishra always prophesying, not like it mattered, but pussy shade of Holland went for glove touch. Hamza was the one who went to Holland to, to touch gloves before the fight and show respect. Yes. Very weird that Holland was okay with touching gloves there. True shot saying Nate was bleeding for the mouth. Well, the fact that he wasn't bleeding on his face was weird to me. Sanson saying I live bet Tony live in round three at plus 300. Felt like an idiot shortly thereafter. Yeah. Man, he was really doing work with that leg kick. That's for sure. Wish he stuck with it. Don't tap saying they're both fade. I always bet a way through you a profit on Tony live while baked. Oh, also bet three unit live on Tony. Two shot saying plus money on McMahon will give me on her. by decision. Decision, not a bad way to attack it. Also saying kind of lean your dog, to be honest, more excited for this one than last week's main event made me sick. Yes, I agree. Um, but I do lean with Sandhagen. My my thing here is we've seen S- Song's activity really start to slow down later in fights. Now he has to go five rounds with a guy that sets the pace of Corey Sandhagen. That's kind of my issue here. I get the plus money shot on Sa- uh, Song Yadong, but should this fight go you know long, I think Sandhagen will have more opportunities to win this fight. Corey saying, if you can watch the Louis Lopez, Dylan Schultz, BKFC fight is the best fight I've seen in a long time. I have not watched BKFC in a while. I was just saying, I love Nate Diaz, but that was just a sloppy ass fight. It was. Jared saying, I have Sannegan and Astara elevating performance for both of them. Think he's a little too much for Yudong right now. I'll both come out looking better than they want. Yeah. I do think the the footwork, the output, the cardio of Sanhagen will be too much here. Song, questionable cardio, in my opinion. True Shot saying songs wins are all that good. He's shown good things. Can you find the chin of Corey? Because I think that's the only way he wins this fight. West Coast thinks he finds the chin. It's possible. Robert Chella saying uh, the under one and a half in Amadovsky, Piper is minus one fifty three. Ooh, I'd have to do some more research into that one. Justin saying, Nate pissed me off, goofing off, leaning on the KZQ world, Peter. Yeah, that was weird, man. I wish Tony actually went after him in those spots. Like, I really think that Nate was taking a couple of those moments to just catch his breath and trying to get that pain from his leg to to go away because that leg was torn up. Don't say, uh, don't talk podcasting. Tony's coaches kept saying, with the wadi, he laid off the leg at the end, in my opinion, unless he himself was hurting. I don't get it. Yes, he should have kept on that leg kick. Robert chose saying, I just put everything on that. Ooh. Good luck, my friend. Black Blackton 3 saying, I made a live bet on Tony after that leg kick. Then he goes for the takedown. Like if Nate wasn't training for that old gap, Yes. Robert saying, not literally put everything on that. But yeah, black Blackton 3, I wish he just kept with the leg kicks, man. He sure just stuck with it. Mr. Always profit saying I was super confident on Duadu, but then he, the missed weight made Al my lock of the night instead. Still bet Duadu though was winning round one that he got rocked. He looked off our wins. I should have stayed off. I don't blame you, my friend. I don't let weigh in sway me too much. Unless it's like egregious. I know he missed by three and a half pounds or something like that, but like he looked fine on the scales to me. Ashquin saying Sanhagen decision only. I think he could finish him late, man. But again, if it's decision only, then yes, if it goes the full five rounds, I think he would have made a better um, case for a decision win than Song would. True shot got Sanhagen minus 165. That's a damn good line. on Dream saying he did that in the Leon fight too. Yes, he did. I'd say Sanhagen 4-5 decision if that lines up. That wouldn't be a bad way to go about it. Duado looked scared getting into that ring. I don't know. He just always has that mean mug in face. Russell saying, Tony turning his back had me going mad. He looked scared for some reason. Maybe I'm looking into it too hard. I, I saw that as well. I-, I did see that as well. That was weird. Like, it seemed like he almost was uncomfortable getting into those pocket exchanges. Very weird. Tristan saying, Do you have an early lean in Maximov versus Malcoon?" Man. I don't. I'd love to see what the odds are there. Because both guys do the same thing. But if you give me a big plus money on one side, I'd I'd probably take that side. Tyler Rose saying, did anyone else have Tony winning the first two rounds? All the talking heads said Nate had won all the rounds. Um, I believe they, they released it. Uh, let me see here. Diaz and scorecards. Uh, so two of the judges had all three rounds for Nate Diaz, uh, Junichiro Camijo was the other judge that had rounds two and three for Tony Ferguson, but not round one. Uh, Mr. Sure Always prefacing, yeah, I don't let Wayne sway me, but this one looked bad to me. These lower guys. Uh, aren't gonna want to give up 30% of the press, so I knew it had to be bad that he didn't even try to cut more. Yes, good point, good way of looking at it. Actually, saying wouldn't surprise me if Tony was up on the scorecards. Well, there you guys go. Uh, someone's going to sleep. In the audience, Tyler, saying I also got Sanhagen for one unit minus 175. Super confident in that. Pre-tape, you know, just giving the odds and all that stuff. San Higgins seems to be my strongest lean, but I want to get the tape done first. Corey's saying, uh, Duwadu lost all three rounds, but all three judges, he didn't take round one. Hmm. Aaron asking why any reason the UFC kicked Johnny Walker out after his fight? Kind of a funny pick of him on the strip. Yeah, that was hilarious. I'm not sure. You know, Dana tried to sidestep the question by saying, you know, these guys... Normally get checked out and they should be good to go after it. But that was weird. Urso uh, saying, what about Lee Li Liang? That loss has me hurting unless he got paid in the locker room. Uh, I wouldn't rule it out. You know, I think that the UFC probably took care of him a little bit more considering all the changes in kerfuffle that he had to go through with this week as well. And then to get hosed on the decision, I feel like Dana would Look to you know add a little extra to his press to to try to make it right. Justin saying, "Where does Tony go now? Tony versus Clay? Do we bring back BJ Penn for him or CM Punk? I don't know, man. We got to give him somebody that's not dangerous. Why not Tony versus Clay at this point?" Like, fuck it. Just get this guy a win at this point. And he might not even be able to get a win. So, I don't know. Guido Ferguson doesn't sound bad. Jerry Craig saying after the robbery, they bumped that 50% off of Venom coupon to 55. <laughs> Maybe that's what they did. Oh, I am absolutely done. Like... I do not feel myself at all right now. And I apologize for not bringing the energy for you guys. True saying, forget this fight for Tony. Up in weight, fighting slow because of five rounds with coaches. First time in ages, dude was a mess. I agree. I still don't know if he'll go back to 155 either. At this stage of his career, he's not making any title runs. Just go out there and have some money fights. Mr. Always Prophet saying, I'm sure Dana paid Leech's win bonus or extra. He said he was going to pay Beast Boy even though he missed weight, and he said the Leech fight was a robbery, so I'm sure Leech should get taken care of. I hope so. I sure hope so. Sanson saying, take a day off, Lock. You deserve it. We appreciate all the content and everything you consistently produce for us fans. I appreciate the love, my friend. Honestly, it means a lot. We have next weekend off from the UFC, so I just got to get through this one more week, and I should be able to... Kick my feet up for a little bit. I was saying Lee losing ranking spots and shit has to make his way to the rankings and time is ticking. I didn't bet him, but I was furious for him some reason, like one of those robberies. Well, would have been nice to have cashed that ticket myself. shot saying, Can Dana tell my bookie? <laughs> that would have been great. Justin saying, Tony, only guy who dressed like a professional sport player in NBA with long sleeves, uh, leg sleeves, like he's going to sit on the bench for a minute before he goes in. I love him. I love me some Ferguson. Ooh, Ashley Quinn saying, Hamdi is out against Parker Porter. Ugh. That sucks. I was looking forward to seeing what money or uh, plus money we could get on Porter in that spot. Fuck. Mr. Always Prophet saying, go to tape Dana White contenders after the stream. I will be looking to get the energy to do the same afterwards as well. Justin saying there is Connery's easy fight to get his toes wet again. Ferguson. Yeah, I don't know if that fight's going to come to fruition. Ashwin saying they have a new opponent, Slim Trebelsi. Never heard of this guy. But that is not. That is not optimal. Ooh, it seems. Uh, this guy is the Aries heavyweight champion coming in on short notice here. Big change for Parker. that's saying, damn, the card sucks now. You're hilarious. Jerry Crazy. saying, I hope it's a use out of suspension so I can cope with losing money on Dontel Mays. That would be hilarious if that's what it is. It's always prophesying. Did you see Brady and Bilal aren't on the main card for 280? Uh, that card is pretty stacked. So, uh, you know, I can see why they're not, but I hope they'd at least be, you know, the prelim headliner. Ashley Quinn saying, there are no good fights on 280 anymore. <laughs> That's hilarious. Always profit saying my girl Furo has open up the pay per view. That's probably what they wanted to do. And get her some love. Azra going saying, let's book Barnett. They already have one. Trishat saying, in Abu Dhabi, Trabelsi uh, is a former amateur wrestler training out of MMA Factory. He has trained with Ngano and Ghana. Want to keep an eye on. Interesting. Asher Quinn saying, remember the remember the zero name value exactly less's saying, nobody cares about Bellator or Brady it is the harsh reality and it is true all right I'm gonna I'm gonna have to cut this stream a little bit short my my energy levels are just way too uh too low to um to keep doing this thing um appreciate the love appreciate the support. Appreciate everybody who's always joining in on these podcasts. I got to go get some work done, get on the Contender Series tape as well, and then try to bring back the energy for you guys either later tonight with the Contender Series breakdown or early tomorrow as well. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Let's get this dough on Contender Series tomorrow. Peace out.